Poetry, Anxiety and Vulnerability. This is the Anxious Poets Podcast. This is Sheffield. Aerosol graffiti on a bridge between the flats neoned into a slogan, Jason to Claire at Park Hill. I love you, will you marry me? The on-brand developers used his heart's cry on cushions and mugs to sell flats to let space. The high-breaking light above us on that bridge was not the east, and Claire was not the sun. This is England, after all. She had a panther on her back, died young, with her children ink-needled into her skin. She lived and jived, loved and died, yet even this plaintive epitaph was hijacked by the gentrified, refurbished and represented. The words span two worlds, urban splashed and urban trashed, printed on an arctic monkey's t-shirt. My friend lost his brother off the top of these flats. Like Jason, he found it hard to make a life that worked. Their Icarus flight ended in downfall and this graffiti on a bridge that very few cross, dividing two households, unalike in dignity, in Sheffield. A brutalist traverse over a stubborn sticks separating brutalised and gentrified. Tough to marry two worlds. A marriage that isn't merely renovation, but regeneration. A common life where hands clasp and voices ring a change of fortunes wound as one. this from Canary Wharf onwards. The Isle of Dogs had this graffiti before its regeneration. Remember, no GPs live on this island. Couldn't we be as ingenious for our Jasons and Clares till we've built something that's a bit more like Jerusalem? This is Sheffield. Aerosol graffiti on a bridge between the flats. Neoned into a slogan. Jason to Claire at Park Hill. I love you. Will you marry me? The on-brand developers used his heart's cry on cushions and mugs to sell flats to let space. 
The high breaking light above us on that bridge was not the east, and Clare was not the sun. This is England, after all. She had a panther on her back, died young, with her children ink-needled into her skin. She lived and jived, loved and died, yet even this plaintive epitaph was hijacked by the gentrified, refurbished and represented. The words span two worlds, urban splashed and urban trashed, printed on an Arctic monkey's t-shirt. My friend lost his brother off the top of these flats. Like Jason, he found it hard to make a life that worked. Their Icarus flight ended in downfall, and this graffiti on a bridge that very few cross, dividing two households unalike in dignity in Sheffield. A brutalist traverse over a stubborn Styx, separating brutalised and gentrified. Tough to marry two worlds. A marriage that isn't merely renovation, but regeneration. A common life where hands clasp and voices ring a change of fortunes wound as one. I've watched this from Canary Wharf onwards. The Isle of Dogs had this graffiti before its regeneration. Remember, no GPs live on this island. Couldn't we be as ingenious for our Jasons and Clares till we've built something that's a bit more like Jerusalem? On Sunday the 21st of August 2016, The Observer published an article by Francis Burns entitled The Tragic Story of Sheffield's Park Hill Bridge. I read this story and it evoked a whole host of feelings inside me. I moved to Sheffield when I was about one and a half years old in 1962. My dad came to help build uh, what was called Cole Brothers, now called John Lewis. And I remember what Sheffield felt like as I was growing up in the late 60s. There's that great um, public information film that features in the movie um, The Full Monty called Sheffield on the Move. And it evokes this idea of a city, there's the hole in the road and the lovely buses going around it and you get a view of Park Hill Flats and you get this idea of a city prosperous, people with lots of disposable income from working in the steelworks and further afield in the coal mines, a city going somewhere. And Park Hill Flats was a big part of that. It won awards. They called them Cities in the Sky and it was brutalist architecture and it was all part of this kind of very optimistic world that, that I grew up in. Unfortunately, as everyone knows, that was short-lived and by the mid to late 70s, this whole heavy industrial dream of 
of South Yorkshire came crashing down uh, and was squashed under the wheels of the new Boudicca's chariot, Margaret Thatcher. And subsequently, those flats, Park Hill, became less desirable. And in fact, when I was at school, they were considered a bit of a rough place, a rough place to live, although there were fantastic people who lived there, and uh, a rough place to visit. And by the time I came to read this article, my other strong uh, memory of those flats was that they were used by Shane Meadows in the really gritty, hard-hitting drama called This Is England, uh, filmed in the 80s. And they filmed a lot of it in, in the derelict now parts of Park Hill Flats. Subsequent to that, they were uh, redeveloped, regenerated uh, by a company called Urban Splash. And in 2016, half of them had been regenerated, so-called, and half of them were still as they were when they were in the film This Is England. And there was a bridge between the two, uh, the, the two blocks. On this bridge, there is a piece of graffiti. And it was written by a guy called Jason, and that's what the article's about. He had reached over in 2001, and he'd written, Claire Middleton, I love you, will you marry me? The story goes that that evening he was taking Claire up to um, the cinema at Pond Street and the idea was that she would look back, see this on the bridge and they would live happily ever after. What the article recounts is that in fact that didn't happen at all and both Jason and Claire came from tough backgrounds and Claire actually had died. Um, she'd had difficulties in life psychologically and with drugs and she died. And when they found Jason, because this journalist wanted to find out what actually happened. And when they found Jason, he was on the edge of being homeless. And right at the end of the article, there's a very plaintive couple of paragraphs the journalist says i drove jason to park hill to have his photo taken for this article and in his own words he's not in a good place he's tracked his father down only to be rejected one of his sons has been sent to prison for life for murder he heard the sentence announced on the radio while at work soon he left that job near breakdown he struggles to get work because because of an unspent conviction for harassment he moved house from his last job and he is struggling to meet the rent. On the phone in the car, he pleaded to a universal credit helpline in rising despair and tears. At Park Hill, the Urban Splash PR took his number, offering to see if there was any I love you beer left in the office. She texted after to say, really sorry, the sales office has run out. He replied, they could give me a flat if they like, as I'll be homeless in four weeks. She wished him... Good luck. Urban Splash 
used that piece of graffiti that Jason had written. They got rid of Claire Middleton as a name and just had I Love You, Will You Marry Me? And they made it into a neon installation on top of where the graffiti was. And it became very popular. As as the article says, they, there was um, Thornbridge beer with I Love You, Will You Marry Me? on it. And they made cushions. And it was a marketing technique for Urban Splash to to sell these newly refurbished flats that were now going for over a hundred thousand pounds each and um, even one of the arctic monkeys had a t-shirt with i love you will you marry me and it became sort of iconic of of an idea of the new so-called regeneration of sheffield and that's where the poem this is sheffield came from when I stopped training for the priesthood, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was 28, 29 with a theology degree and not much else. And I was very fortunate that the local bishop of East London said to me, I need a community worker. I don't really know what that is, but if you write yourself a job description, then I'll pay you. And so I did that. And this was at the time when the Isle of Dogs was about to be regenerated, and I'm doing that thing that I hate with my fingers, with um, with the quotation marks, regenerated. And I I was looking for somewhere to live at the time, and he 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 drove me round the Isle of Dogs, pre Canary Wharf, and it was very rough, very difficult place to live. And as you drove onto the island, there was a big Tower Hamlet sign saying. Welcome to the Isle of Dogs. And someone had written above it, You're welcome to the Isle of Dogs. And then as you came out, there was a big dock wall because it had been the docks area, the, the, the very prosperous area at one time. And it said, Remember, no GPs live on this island. Subsequent to that, they built this huge development. And one of the things that happened was that they built an access road in and off the island. Six lanes, three lanes in either direction. And the poor people at the top of the Isle of Dogs, whose flats were transected by these, by this road, were really suffering. And me and a wonderful uh, religious sister called St Sister Christine Frost uh, helped those tenants and a tenants worker called Gary Hewitt to organise themselves and stand up to the developers and we formed a thing called Splash South Poplar and Limehouse Action for Secure Housing and the Environment and Splash is still going and Sister Christine I think still lives down there and it was a, a, a very heady and exciting time in a lot of ways, but also a time of massive injustice. And I remember just thinking, this is appalling. And the thing that got people's goat in the end was that because planning restrictions were waived in the same way as the government now say, oh, let's get rid of all this red tape. When the towers of Canary Wharf started to go up, it blocked the television signal from Crystal Palace to a whole swathe of the East End of London. Because, of course, they didn't have to inform the BBC of what they were doing. We were having public meetings with 30 and 40 people. 
after this happened, we had a public meeting with 500 angry people who were saying to us, this is the last straw. We're living on a building site. We've got a motorway going through our our housing and now we can't even watch the telly. That was in the late 80s. This idea of regeneration is still being uh, promulgated. And the reason I feel so pained by this and, and wanted to write this piece was because I think there's a big difference between renovation and regeneration. And I was really struck by the difference at the time, although now the old block that was used for This Is England is now being regenerated as well. But I was struck by the difference. And, and, and as I say in the poem, there's urban splashed and there's urban trashed. And this bridge between them seems very difficult to cross. A brutalist traverse over a stubborn sticks, separating brutalised and gentrified. Tough to marry two worlds. A marriage that isn't merely renovation, but regeneration. A common life where hands clasp and voices ring a change of fortunes wound as one. In Sheffield, there's a bus route that I think it's still true, that from one end to the other, life expectancy drops by 10 years. 10 years. From the more prosperous end to the less prosperous end, your life will be shorter by 10 years in one city. And it's not that big a city. That is just unbelievable to me. And that idea, a common life where hands clasp and voices ring a change of fortunes wound as one. We are, I worked in community organising for quite a long time on the principle that what hurts one part of the city hurts the whole city. And if things are going wrong in one part of the city, we can't, in, in, you know, other people can't, in nicer parts of the city, protect themselves from that. We are wound as one, where hands clasp. I love the bit in the film Pride where, where the... Um, one of the main characters die from the union, the NUM, goes up to meet all the LGBTQ people that have been collecting money and, and they go to a gay club and he has to give a speech and he says, it's just an amazing thing. He talks about the, um, the banner of the miners and it's got two hands clasping and he says, when you feel someone's hand clasp yours, that you didn't expect, a friend you didn't realise. That, to me, that's regeneration. That's what changes things. And I, I, I've, I've, I just feel that at the end of the poem, couldn't we be as ingenious for our Jasons and Clares till we've built something that's a bit more like Jerusalem? Jerusalem being the hymn uh, by Blake and did those feet in ancient times that's used by the Labour Party as a kind of anthem. Jerusalem being a metaphor for a place of safety. Jerusalem, the city of peace. A place of, of 
concord and generosity where everyone is looked after. Couldn't we be a bit more ingenious than, than, than regeneration, so-called, that is out of the price range of most of the people who lived there in the 1970s and 80s? If you get the chance, if it, if it comes on again, go and see Standing at the Sky's Edge. It's a musical based on Park Hill Flats with music by Richard Hawley. And it charts the fortunes of those flats from when they were built till now through the, through the fortunes of three generations of the original steel workers, then the immigrants that were moved in there, and then someone buying one of the posh flats. Uh, and, and how their fortunes are wound as one. In this time of COVID, when in Sheffield, certainly, the area where your life expectancy drops by 10 years is, of course, the area that was worst hit by the virus. This poem is a, is a cry, a plea for something different, for a, a different way of going about the way we do things. Jason and Claire, I compare them to Romeo and Juliet, two households. There are two households in most cities. There's the wealthier and the less wealthy, unalike in dignity, in Sheffield. And that breaks my heart. And I'd like this poem to be a plea for us to use all our creativity, all our imagination, to create a more generous, more forgiving, more egalitarian, more kind world. There's a bit in the poem where I talk about my friend Graham and his brother who, who took his own life off the top of those flats, heartbreakingly, for all of us. And he and Jason, I talk about their Icarus flight ending in tragedy. We surely can build a society and a and a and a city that 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 has a place for all of us, that gives all of us a sense of Jerusalem, of peace and of belonging. This is Sheffield. Aerosol graffiti on a bridge between the flats neoned into a slogan. Jason to Claire at Park Hill. I love you. Will you marry me? The on-brand developers used his heart's cry on cushions and mugs to sell flats to let space. The high-breaking light above us on that bridge was not the east and Claire was not the sun. This is England after all. She had a panther on her back died young with her children ink needled into her skin. She lived and jived, loved and died, yet even this plaintive epitaph was hijacked by the gentrified, refurbished and represented. The words span two worlds, urban splashed and urban trashed, printed on an arctic monkey's t-shirt.
My friend lost his brother off the top of these flats. Like Jason, he found it hard to make a life that worked. Their Icarus flight ended in downfall and this graffiti on a bridge that very few cross, dividing two households unalike in dignity in Sheffield. A brutalist traverse over a stubborn Styx, separating brutalised and gentrified, tough to marry two worlds, a marriage that isn't merely renovation, but regeneration, a common life where hands clasp and voices ring a change of fortunes wound as one. from Canary Wharf onwards. The Isle of Dogs had this graffiti before its regeneration. Remember, no GPs live on this island. Couldn't we be as ingenious for our Jasons and Clares till we've built something that's a bit more like Jerusalem? Thanks again to Andy Selman for the musical collaboration on this poem. The poem is from a collection that I'm putting together of pieces about Sheffield, about my life in this city, about the life of the city as I see it. I had an exhibition of poems and photographs last Christmas at uh, the art house in the centre of Sheffield called Sheffield as I See It, and I'm hoping that the book will be have photographs and poetry um, and be published sometime in 2021. This has been the Anxious Poets mini poem cast. I am the Anxious Poet, I'm Adrian Scott. Thanks for listening and I'll speak to you again soon. Poetry, anxiety and vulnerability. This is the Anxious Poets podcast. <laughs>